All right, so um, let's back. do something funny for the cold open, I guess. Um, okay. What, what if, um, okay, here's, here's what we can do. Um, so um, you, you, I understand that you used to be a little bit of a Vine star. So what oh, if we made funny <laughs> six-second audio clips? Like, let's, I'm going to count to six, and then mm-hmm. let's see if it's funny. And then, and then, okay. and then, um, okay. And oh, no, then I'm we'll, ready. I then got, we'll I got like something. I got something. Over. I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. Three. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ready? One, two, three, four, five, <coughs> six. That was pretty good. Mm-hmm. That was a good joke, right? <laughs> yeah. Six seconds. Yeah. I've mastered, I've mastered comedy. <laughs> Let's start the episode. Okay. Click. <laughs> Remember that record that you bought me like two years ago? Well, I just remember that it's sitting in the closet. So I called you up just to tell you I've been meaning to listen to Ruthette. I've been meaning to listen to Ruthette. Why don't you come over and talk about it? Hey everybody! <laughs> ah, sorry. <laughs> you you said we were gonna start, and then you said absolutely nothing. <laughs> hey everybody! Welcome uh-huh. to Ivan Me. He usually to- uh, sings like the theme song, but mm. for some reason, the last few episodes, he's just paused for like thirty seconds and then it. started. Oh, we could sing the theme song. Remember that record your that you bought me friend, like two years friend, ago. Friend, well, I just I remember they sit in the closet. So I record. called you up I just to tell you I've been meaning to listen to it. I've been meaning to do that. Well, I come over and talk about it's a long theme song. It's like 40 seconds. Oh, well. Ooh, <laughs> ooh, ooh. Why do come over and talk yeah, about it? Talk about and, about it. You know, and like ends with like radio noises. Uh, yeah. Harry. Hey, everybody. Radio head noises. I knew it. I knew it by my Whoa. heart. Um, <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome back. I just back. made an Andrew joke and I hate myself. No, it was great. I, I, it was I'm absolutely perfect. I, 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 you're my best <laughs> friend. Um, hi, everybody. Welcome to I've Been Meaning to Listen to That, the podcast where we go through albums we've been meaning to listen to. Use it as a conduit to learn about each other and our guests. <sighs> so, um... We um we recorded for 40 minutes and I realized my audio was... Uh, Donk, mm-hmm. so <laughs> an unusable. Yeah, it sucks too because I sounded like such a genius the whole time, You're and now really it's just smart. lost. Yeah, yeah. You, you. And res- I used it up. I used all my brain power, so now it's just going to be Goof Town USA, baby. You, you, baby. You say baby too. Wow, um, baby. <laughs> you were you were reciting Proust at one point. It was like really mm-hmm. insightful in and Latin. Yeah. Um, now try it. I can't. I told you I used up all my genius. Yeah. Um, yeah. So lightning doesn't strike twice, baby. <laughs> I think that's I think that's untrue. <laughs> In the same spot. <laughs> and I haven't moved since we started recording. So how's it supposed to strike again? I'm also in a house. You're right. I'm sorry. I'm dumb. No, I'm a I'm a, I'm a little dumb boy. No, you're not. Um, Don't say that Harry. about my friend. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. I'll stop saying that about Ezra. OK, um, Harry, <laughs> rude. <laughs> This is a lot of fun. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Ivan Mean to listen to that, the show. It's good. Um, this is my co-host, Ezra. Say hello, Ezra. 
Hello. Our show is good. <laughs> you guys should listen to it. <laughs> Yeah, um, so let's just introduce our guest. Uh, you might know her as the formerly as the Viner Prostitute. You might know, I already said this, but like you might know her as a cast member of Everything Now. And you may know her as a Twitter person who's also a lot of fun. It's Sydney Adams. Yeah. Yay, I've been dogs. Yeah, it's you again. <laughs> uh, we're so happy. We're so happy to talk to you. Like we like I like we're both like big fans. We both think yes. you're hilarious and so oh. much fun uh hey thanks pal and uh, also like for the 40 minutes we've been talking you've been thoroughly delightful and uh, oh thank you very much and, <laughs> so you both oh so uh let's get into uh let's get into radiohead let's talk a little bit about um the these these fine weirdos uh sydney what is, what is your impression of radiohead before getting to this record so i had never listened to a full Radiohead album in its entirety before, and I figured it was time to figure out what straight men were all about. Um, <laughs> it's it's it was it was really just time. And so I I know they're a very famous band. I know they're a very influential band. Um, and I thought I was kind of doing a disservice to myself as a person who likes music <laughs> um, by having not listened to any of their albums in their entirety before. And I'd heard a couple songs here and there. Um, my older brothers are really big uh, music fans, music heads. I think everyone likes music, but they're they're like they're those people who go very deep into artists and albums and history and lore. Um, and they always really loved Radiohead and wanted me to listen to it. And I never did until now under my own fruition. Wow. Uh, what about you? You, you your turn. Your turn. <laughs> uh, oh, God. OK, so um uh, I hadn't really listened to them much before. Like, I think I heard a couple songs on this album, um, like Karma Police and uh, Paranoid Android before, like a couple of the singles. Um, but uh, really uh, what I know them best from is uh, the tweet that says um, that uh, talks about how influential the album was and uh, says that this is a groundbreaking album about uh, the idea that it's OK to be a computer. <laughs> it's still <laughs> good, and, even though we've heard this before. It's still good. Honestly, it is. It's OK. Someone tell Siri and Sophia the robot that it's OK for them to be themselves. Yes. yes. <laughs> it's really uh, exploring some uh, ideas of like self-love and positivity for like Siri and Alexa and <laughs> Google Assistant. It's very important. Also, um, before getting into this album, uh, like my partner told me that uh, like he thinks Radiohead is music for people who don't like to have fun with music. Um, <laughs> that's so, not true. <laughs> so that's something that uh, like didn't really make me super excited to oh, get no. into them like on a real level. No. But uh, like I don't necessarily think that that's true either at this point. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I didn't really know much of what this album was about, just that like it uh, was like really influential and that Radiohead as a whole has been kind of like a big mm -hmm. thing. So, uh, yeah, instrumental for so many people, for inspiring so many other musicians, for kind of changing a whole genre, you know, yeah. just simple stuff. Like, you, you could tell yeah, like a lot yeah. of people like, you know, just, just a few things. examples like Kanye West and like, uh, 
you know, a little bit of ch- like Childish Gambino too. It's like very inspired by these guys, like just based on listening to this this one record. Um, and uh, yeah, it's really cool. Um, my my background with Radiohead is that I heard the um, s- the first Radiohead song I heard was from the Social Network trailer <laughs> and like the little kid <laughs> choir just like. Cause I'm a creep. Just like that whole. That oh my whole. god! I forgot that it was actually done with the children's <laughs> choir. It's good. It's a good trailer. It's a good. It's a that trailer slaps. It's good. Um, so like that was like the first t- time I like heard a song from them. I also like uh, I heard Karma Police in like the Derek comedy sketch. Like uh, girls are not to be trusted. <gasps> yes. <laughs> oh my god! I forgot that they used that in Derek it's, comedy. It's like very. It's oh my god. So funny that. Um and uh yeah, like um uh yeah, I just knew Tom York was a like a long-haired weirdo. Um and like from you know, I've I've definitely like listened and a creep. I, I definitely like listened to like Radiohead songs like um if you try to or if you don't try to, like it's so much in the cultural cultural ether that you're bound to hear it by osmosis anyways um but like i never really kind of understood what they were saying by osmosis do you just put your hand on cds and you hear it (laughs) it just seeps into your brain into your auditory (laughs) nerves and you just like that's how you listen to music because that'd be very cool yeah really the idea of uh this show is for andrew to actually listen to music because usually Mm. he just absorbs it yeah yeah it's like what's a walkman what's an ipod i just put my hand on an lp and it's just playing in my head it's a little scratchy that's (laughs) cool like you know that's really weird i you know when they kind of sang songs and stuff i didn't really understand what they were saying like they were just kind of like because like the way he sings the way he like elongates his yes <laughs> just like Hi. i actually i really wish um i listened to this album a couple times and the first time i listened to it i i really wish i had the foresight to have written down what i thought they were saying <laughs> um because the first time I listened to it, I just like I, I did the thing where I was listening to it on my commute or bike rides or what have you and um, just trying to get the feel of it. And then the second time I listened to it, I um, I listened to everything with the lyrics up and I was like, oh, this is very different yeah. than what I thought it was. Yeah. Saying. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, it, yeah. So like I was like, really, I didn't really. So I was like kind of looking forward to like because this podcast is a great excuse to actually sit down and like read the lyrics and like experience Mm -hmm. the record in real time like kind of like people used to do um with like vinyl players back in like you know the 60s or whatever where they were like oh the radio uh (laughs) you you hear this radio head joint it's a real bop (laughs) you hear this thing it's a swinger this at the sock hop (laughs) garbage that's good um you're going to the 50s i was going straight 1930s and 40s and you went straight to i don't know what they had they had vinyls. I don't then. know what time is, um, but like everything prior to it's not real anymore. Is just all one time. It just washes together. <laughs> oh um, no! Oh no! <laughs> here, here! I'll make a brave stance on the podcast. Anything before 1950, unimportant. Who cares? That's exactly how we end up repeating the 1920s, Andrew. No bad. <laughs> no bad. We're already in the 20s. Uh. Uh, syphilis is back. So, anyways, uh, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, 
Of all the infectious diseases you could have picked, you picked syphilis. You could have said smallpox or, I I don't know, typhoid. Um, I didn't have to. Um, So that's really all I knew about these guys. Um, The band members are Tom York, Johnny Greenwood, Ed O'Brien, Philip Selway. Um, Johnny Greenwood also, like, composes for PTA. Um, uh, Paul Thomas Anderson these days, he kind of like... Yeah, and uh, so that's really all I knew about Radiohead. Um, let's get into some themes of the record. I know Sydney, she wrote down like a comprehensive list of themes. Uh, <laughs> um, the the themes that put themselves betwixt my consciousness um, and my subconsciousness were social isolation is a big one. Um, just kind of being an outcast in society in general. Um, being a creep, being a ever. weirdo. Relevant and a creep. Don't forget. Um, and the second one, of course, um, very intellectually charged. Fuck the government. Uh, because listening to this album, there's a lot of uh, and after especially reading the lyrics, there's a lot of like anti-government talk, which at this point in my isolation, yeah. it's like, I get it. Um, <laughs> the third, of course, being, Honey, I know. yeah, the third very important theme of the record, of course, being bugs. Um, they're just in general bugs. Uh, there's a lot of talk of metamorphosis and wings and flying away and squishing. So bugs and then, um, aliens is also a big one, uh, feeling like an alien as in, again, going back to social isolation. And then there's a whole song where Tom York talks about, I think wanting to get probed. I didn't look up the inspiration <laughs> for that song, but he does talk about wanting to go on an alien ship and see all the beautiful things. So I think he I wants think to he get specifically probed. was talking about getting probed, mm, but it was, it was implied. <laughs> Do you think that's what the if beautiful really things you were talking about? Yeah, I that's think really what this entire album that would be is the about, beautiful thing. actually. Um, so the themes that I picked up on are like uh, the emptiness of modern life, um, which like mm-hmm. is just as relevant now as it was uh, when this came out, which is really weird to think yes. about because it's yes. been uh, over yeah. 20 years since then. It's also weird to think that it's been over 20 years since then. I kind of hate it when I think yeah, about I don't like it. it. Cause that means I'm over 20 years this old. This record can rent know. a car. It's fun. <laughs> this record cannot rent a car because I can't rent a car. Yes, yet. it can. You have to be 25. Oh, shoot, yeah. right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Is that, oh shoot, I can rent a car now. I just turned 25. Oh, congratulations. Wow. <laughs> That's what this uh, year is all, all about. All You're that, just going to rent a car for one long year. All, you could buy a car, but no nope. existential crisis I just had, like for like the last week about just like I'm 25. I haven't accomplished all the things I wanted to blah, 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 blah. It's all offset off the fact that I could rent a car now. So, hey, buddy, I'm wait till you turn 26. It gets even better. Except you can you rent two you cars? You probably can't rent a no, car right uh, now. You just get more existential dread. Because of everything that's going on. Uh. So that kind of sucks. It like undercut your 25th birthday, all this quarantine shit. Damn. Um, yeah, because like yeah, on your 18th birthday, depressed. you go and buy lotto tickets. And then on your 21st birthday, you go and buy alcohol. And on your 25th birthday, you have to go rent a car legally. So I'm sorry <laughs> to break it to you, but you're not 25 yet, yeah. truly. It's a rite of passage. Oh, um, but... Uh, Sorry. Yeah, then like... It's okay. (laughs) The other themes that uh, (laughs) I picked up on were like uh, dissociation um, and then like uh, paranoia and fear, which like I think you can kind of pick up on even if you're not like paying attention to what the songs say, uh, because like Sydney said, unless you're looking at the lyrics, you can't really tell. Um, Yeah, but they they do. They do. uh, 
that that feeling is so yeah. present um that listening to the album and like getting whiplash and being like okay this song is really has a really high feeling and this song this next song that's immediately after it has like the darkest lowest feeling and then you go to the next song and it's like right back up again so it's just it's it's back and forth and back and forth so that feeling of like paranoia and like not knowing what's going on is is even if you, you're right even if you can't hear the lyrics or see the lyrics or understand what he's saying you can like feel it very clearly and uh paranoid android uh like that's kind of like one song where it like even does that just within the span of the song where it'll like uh give you whiplash like jumping back and forth and stuff um mm -hmm. yeah i wrote down i have like i it's not my tempo, have little yeah. notes for every song i listen to i know we're not going song by song but um we could if you want to no no no, no not necessary but um i wrote that exact thing was like there's so many changes in tempo and feeling and yeah. then um also in my current anti-capitalist mindset i love the anti-yuppie talk <laughs> <laughs> um i would say like um one thing that's not touched on was the fact that like um was the idea of uh like kind of near-death experiences and like um like airbag is kind of about like the uh tom york like surviving like a you know car accident and like kind of thanking his like thanking like the airbag for like saving his life and like the idea of just technology being the thing that annihilates us but also being the thing that like saves us at the same time from yeah. that same technology it's very um, existential is that a true story? um i is, did he actually get in a car accident and almost yes. die I, I think he I talked actually do not on the genius page. I could be wrong, okay. though. Like, um, and um, yeah, he talks about that. He talks about just like um, a lot of existential themes are just like, you know, um, and also kind of the same with uh, what's it called? The song. Uh, uh, what's it called? Lucky. Lucky. Yes. Lucky. Yeah, lucky. Um, and um, which yeah, lucky I, like I learned was included on a charity album. Uh, and that's where that song came from like they <laughs> recorded that song for a charity album which there's a line in there that says kill me sarah so i don't know what charity it was for <laughs> but that seems a little <laughs> <laughs> seems a little dark for uh a we are the world type feeling so uh, let's uh, take they, a quick break it's <laughs> weird that they have uh <laughs> I love that you do that like every now and then or you'll just be like, oh, it's funny. What's going on? Um, but like it is weird that they have like a song that they featured on a charity album that like ended up here. And then there's also like exit music uh, was apparently originally uh, yeah. written for for a film. What? <laughs> For a film. Yes, for a, music. For a for film. film. I think it's a horror <laughs> film, and I'm like... That too. Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> um, Last week, I swore a film. Kind, kind of, a little bit. Well, yeah. it's a tragedy, like, not a horror. <laughs> Isn't I was, like, really horrific? scared that those two would kiss each other. I was, like, really scared. I was, like, I, I, I was biting my nails on the edge of my seat, like, are they going to kiss each other? I was, like, really scared. Well, the the lucky song from... I'm sure someone's going to come at me and tell me I'm completely wrong, but... Um what I read about Lucky is that they recorded it for the for this charity album and they recorded it kind of in like a mad dash and within a week, I think it said. Um, and the band and the producers just being like, oh, this is so freeing um, to get to create something with almost no rules like they and uh, 
that was mostly the inspiration for the album. Uh, not mostly, but it, it, they were like, Oh, that was such a fun way to record with kind of like no pressure and to do exactly what we wanted. So we want to make a whole album. That's this way. That's completely different from the album we just put out. So, uh, that like that lucky served us kind of like an inspiration for a lot of how they wanted to record things from what I, I, from what I read. (laughs) If it was written in that quick time, then I don't think that they had the kill me, Sarah line, because I read that, like, uh, <laughs> they had, like, fill me, like, with your love or something instead of kill me with your love originally. <laughs> yes, fill me with it. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, speaking of filling me, nope, I'm going to fill me <laughs> with some water a, to get a that segue. That's a bad segue. <laughs> what? No, it's good. <laughs> You have to be support, yet you're supposed supposed to support me. Yeah. <laughs> so nah. Cold. About that. No, Cindy, what say you? What say I? Nay. Oh. Uh, the nays have it. The let's, nays have it. Let's make a break. Okay. Andrew's um make a break joke yeah the fill me with water it's like no <laughs> uh, that's all right <laughs> i'm full there's thank you dirty about water okay there's um, not but that's so, still a okay. horrible well, of dirty um this podcast is nsf Oh, were we supposed to listen to Dirty Computer by Janelle Monae? It's really messed up. (laughs) I messed up. I listened to OK. (laughs) I I listened to my OK Cupid date. Um, No. That's very good of you to listen to that. I listen. They deserve it. I listen to her. um, (laughs) Ladies. (laughs) Andrew Single. Am I right, ladies? (laughs) I mean, Uh. I Um, Hey, everybody. (laughs) Hey everybody, welcome back to I've Been Meaning to Listen we to That, the podcast where we go through albums we've been meaning to listen to that. <laughs> it's me, Andrew, as is my co-host, and Sydney's our guest. What fun. Uh, what, what do you what do you think, Ezra? What do you think we should do first? Uh, I usually like to go lowlights first so that we're ending on like a higher note, but I don't know. With this one, I feel like there's more to talk about in highlights than lowlights. Let, let's do lowlights very briefly and then like kind of like I, I don't want to presume, yeah. by the way, because um, maybe you hate it. So, um, uh, let's go through some lowlights. Where, 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 where were some lowlights for you, Sydney? All right. Um, who oh boy. Uh, I feel like a lot of people are not going to like me because uh, <laughs> my thoughts on this album. But um, no, I uh, you're, you're the first time I listened rogue. to. What are you talking about? Oh, no. <laughs> I, I do play rogues in D&D. So thank you for wow, noticing. I did um, notice. <laughs> uh, no. So my um, the first time, the first listen through of this, I listened to it a couple times, but the first listen through for this album, I really did not enjoy it. Um, Same. and I, I, I was like, you know, I don't know if, and this happened, the first listening of this was all pre-quarantine for me. So I was like, I don't know if I'm in the right mindset to listen to this. I don't know if I'm in the right point in my life to listen to this. Um, I don't know if I have to, I don't have, know if I have enough angst to listen to this. <laughs> Um, and then, uh, the, the second and third listen throughs in quarantine, like the further I got into quarantine, the more I was like, oh no, I get it now. Like (laughs) just, um, the, the more deranged I got, the more this album, this, the more the album made sense for me. Um, uh, yeah, it's just, it, it's all over the place for me and it, it curates a very strong feeling, but I don't know if those feelings are one that I like 
share, you know, um, but it, it really did grow on me. Um, Exit Music for a Film is good. I loved Karma Police, of course. Um, and there was there was songs that came on that I was like, oh, I know this riff. Like, I've heard this before. Kind of like you said, you just absorb Radiohead through osmosis. Um, and then there were songs that just made me like laugh out loud, like fitter, happier um, <laughs> with the with the, <laughs> with the uh, sorry, that's our dog um, with our with the speak to text almost. And uh, the line I wrote down that just made me laugh out loud was um, like a cat tied to a stick and then do not cry in public. And I was trying to figure out if fit or happier. It was like a to-do list or a dating profile. Cause it's like, cause my okay there, there's date. parts of it where yeah. it's like more productive, comfortable, not drinking too much, regular exercise at the gym. And then there's like another part of it. That's like still cries at a good film, still kisses with saliva, no longer empty and frantic. And so I was like, I don't know what you're trying to I tell me with this. I love imagining this is a dating <laughs> Yeah, that's that's what I thought when I was listening to it. I was like, to-do list or dating profile? What's what's going on here? And, and and like I tried to do all this, I tried to do all this research on it, um, just to really try to make myself knowledgeable because again, so many people love this album. So many people it, it's hailed as such an amazing album, and it's like um they they cite a lot of their influences being like uh Miles Davis's album Bitches Brew and Elvis Costello and the Beatles, and they said that like Pet Sounds was a really big inspiration for this, just like how much music it is. And I I got like, I got the cacophony of Pet Sounds where it's just like there's so many layers and the production is so crazy and they're trying to put so much sound into one space. But I don't, I, I didn't think it like worked as beautifully as Pet Sounds, but I don't uh, think yeah, they were yeah. trying to make like a beautiful album because Beach Boys, this is like a... I don't think like, beautiful in general is like their thing or like yeah. Tom this York's <laughs> thing because I've heard some of his like yeah, solo stuff. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. This is like the dark link to Pet Sounds. Like, you know how Link has to fight himself? Like, <laughs> it, this is like the dark link of Pet Sounds. <laughs> oh my God. Because <laughs> it's like, there are so many layers to it. The production is crazy. There's so many instruments in every single you know song. What? And I know we should change this podcast to just be like albums, like facing off against each other and like battling to the death. <laughs> yeah. Like who's the antithesis of this album? So it's like, yeah, I think Radiohead is the Beach Boys Dark Link. <laughs> I love that. Those, so those are my, those are my lowlights, I guess. Um, those so are they kind of like more general, friends. like. Uh, were there any songs to you that were like kind of like lowlights to you? I hate I hated and still continue to not really enjoy Airbag. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I don't really like that. one. I really don't like that one. Um, I, I have in my notes that it's one minute and 11 seconds too long, which is the whole <laughs> outro guitar. Yeah, I can't. Um, I also wrote down. Uh, when I started the the album, my at the immediate guitar riff of that song, I just went, "Oh no!" Like I, this is not, this yeah. is not ready for me. <laughs> yeah, that was such a like bad intro to the album. Like it, um, it did not make me excited for anything that came next. And I think that that's part of why, like the first listen, like I had a very similar experience to you, where like uh, I just didn't care for it. Um, like, I think the intro really uh, yeah. like the airbag really set me up to uh, hate it at first. Um, and, uh, you know, that's probably that probably was the point. Like they're they're trying like with the themes and such, the 
paranoia, the social isolation, they're trying to start you off on a frantic note. Like, yeah, I get it. It's just, yeah. But I, it, I will say just so uh, people don't come after me on the internet. Like it grew on me. It grew on me a lot, especially like being in a more tormented mindset, I think, and being uh, it, like, I, I understand why this means so much to so many people and why it was so influential at the time, because there was no music that sounded like this. They were like, they were, they were pioneers of kind of so many things. It's a, it's so a grower, I don't, not a I'm shower. trying to redeem myself. Yeah. <laughs> it's a grower, not a shower. It's because it's music. I'm trying to redeem myself so people don't hate me. <laughs> <laughs> Story of my life, uh, baby. Well, we'll, get um, to, we'll get to the highlights next we? and everything, so you'll have plenty of chance to, uh, to explain yourself. <laughs> to earn your work. Make up for your... <laughs> yeah. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Need um, to prove myself. <laughs> but yeah, with uh, Airbag, it also just felt um, like having Lucky later on kind of like... Uh, was like a good pairing to it and everything but like at first it yes. kind of felt like out of place with what the album is supposed to be a little bit because it's talking about like a very like personal experience and like the album seems more uh like it's supposed to focus on like the world at large but uh like after listening to it um more i think that uh it fits a little bit better than i thought because it's just kind of like um that same like existentialism and uh like dissociation and stuff like that um that the rest of the album has and uh yeah, I think that it like makes a lot more sense now, but I do think that it was kind of an abrasive start, especially because Tom York's vocals are um, an acquired taste. Um, <laughs> just like, just like, just like Bob Dylan and Tomatoes. Yes, um, acquired taste. <laughs> but uh, yeah, in general, I don't think that for me there were a lot of low lights. Uh, it was like more just um, like kind of the first impressions that were like a little mm -hmm. hard to get over and yes. it was like not specific songs so much as it was like the album as a whole and like I think mm -hmm. a lot of it did center around like Tom York's vocals and like in some of the softer songs like they come out a lot better but I just yeah. don't think mm -hmm. that it's my taste in general in like the more upbeat mm -hmm. ones although like agreed he does remind me a little bit of like Muse so I think that they're probably yeah, another band bit. that like uh like Radiohead is an influence for and stuff and um so like when I started to think about it in that way my opinion changed a little bit but I'm glad. What about you, Andrew? <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Uh, I want to say something about Airbag. I like. I kind of like. I kind of agree with you on like the ending. It being a little too long. Um, just like the instrumental passage. But like, I think I read a comment by uh, someone named. Uh, let's take a look here. I wrote it down here. Um, I think I read a comment somewhere where it said something along the lines of like the song stops and then starts again, kind of almost as if like Tom York is being like brought back to life and like being. Oh, that's kind of cool. Um, but like, it's still that's a cool theory. Yeah. Um, Just like uh, another cool theory is that Avril Lavigne oh. died and that she's been replaced by a lookalike. Anyway, your thoughts on the album? Oh, <laughs> by the way, the comment is by. 
the comment is by a guy named nut underscore honey. Cool. So I trust I trust him immediately <laughs> and inherently. This is my new guy. He's he's nut a scholar at NYU. Honey would never <laughs> do us wrong. Uh, uh, I kind of um, I think it was more so. Um, I don't think these songs are bad per no. se, but like I think. Um, <laughs> thank you. Um, <laughs> I think it's just kind of like Lucky and the Taurus. Like after no, after the highlight of No Surprises, which is such a beautiful song. Mm-hmm. Like after that, I was like, okay, I'm done. I don't want. I don't want to listen to more of this. Mm-hmm. Um, Man, I even though those are perfectly fine songs, I liked both of those. Uh, those like. I don't know. Like I said, those softer songs, like I think his vocals come out like really mm-hmm. interestingly. I love um, his voice. And like Lucky in particular, I really like I think that it's just like perfectly melancholy. And mm-hmm. uh, I really like kind of the atmosphere that mm-hmm. like you can get lost in and like the solo of that song. Mm-hmm. Um so I don't know. Those were more highlights for me. Yeah. So are we just uh, are, are we scooting in the scooting in the positives? We could we we could kind of like just scooting like kind of slide yeah. it. Unless yeah, you can, have scoot- other lowlights, Andrew. Uh, I guess like, yeah, those two. I don't really have a lot to say about those two. Um, <laughs> I kind of like fitter, happier was a little bit of a low light <laughs> at first. Just because the like there's like relief the relief of the album, truly. <laughs> Yeah. It is pretty funny, like, um, and like, um, but like, I, and this is kind of scooting into posies, but like this kind of like in between like posies and net nezies, um, um, but like, um, it, it it works as an interstitial because like a lot of interstitials and in records are unnecessary or I skip them, but this feels pretty nicely nestled in there, mm-hmm. of just like especially for like you know a concept that is inherently so cheesy and potentially fake deep just like we are robots jesus christ is the (laughs) walmart.com you know just like yeah i can see where like (laughs) i can totally see where like a 15 year old boy would be like this is revolutionary (laughs) yeah um yeah i asked um, my brother i asked my brothers what they thought about it because um they were so uh, we did a family zoom call like you do in the now times but um we uh we were talking about it and i was like yeah i'm gonna record this podcast later uh this week and they had me listen to an album and i chose okay computer and they were both so excited and they had me read them some <laughs> of my thoughts and like and my my oldest brother <laughs> to, brought up a very good point where he they they loved it and they hated it i think but um my oldest brother brought up a good point where he's like you have to remember that these are people who take themselves extremely seriously um and everything oh, they yeah. do, Radiohead and Tom York, everything they do, they take extremely seriously. Um, and like everyone who listens to it takes it extremely seriously. And I was like, that's a good point. And like, you should take it oh, seriously. Oh, is that why you've been like sandwiching it with like, <laughs> okay, I, please don't hate me. Kind of. Because <laughs> <laughs> like this, a lot of this podcast has just been like, I don't ever yeah. want to like, I, I, something means something different to so many people. So I would never like, also I'm not like, I don't think of myself as a particularly mean person. So I would never just want to completely slam something when I know it has been so influential and like inspirational and like a a voice to so many people who maybe thought they didn't have anyone who like knew what they felt like. No one understands me, man. So I'm like, I don't want to be like a dick about something that I know is just means the world to so many people. (laughs) 
But at the same time, I'm like, hmm, it's okay. sometimes We're it's fun to listen to Britney Spears. So who knows what I think about anything? <laughs> well, I think this record's total dog doo doo. Okay, that's your that's it's your bad. opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be the lightning rod uh, so that Sydney will come out unscathed. Take it twice, baby. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, with uh, Fitter Happier, though, I really like the placement on the album. Like, I think Slapping right after all. Karma Police, it, like, works really well. Mm-hmm. And then uh, it, like, segues into, like, electioneering really well, too. Yeah. Like, to get more into, like, oh, the yeah. political thing. Um but yeah, I don't know. I do think that that song makes good uh, comedic relief and it um, like, I don't know, it kind of uh, comes across as like the thesis of the album in a way, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. especially from like how it stands out from the others. Yes. Um, it's yeah, it's a it's I think it's a it's an extremely well like orchestrated album um, to going back to that idea we said of like kind of making this feeling of paranoia where it's the songs go up and down and up and down and up and down the whole album where it's just tonal shift after tonal shift is crazy um and it really does make you feel a little crazy (laughs) um like um I know electioneering happened and then um climbing up the walls happens and I wrote like tonal shifts and I wrote it sounds like uh the night stalker like if the night stalker was a song like Richard Ramirez like Mm. like the serial killer like that's what that song sounds like to me and the lyrics and everything and then no surprises goes such a harsh tonal shift up from that and then like lucky is right back down and then the tourist ending it um with such a slowdown and it's such a cinematic end to the album like it's 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 um I really like where everything's placed and going back to that idea of like pet sounds and them being inspired by just like all of all of what pet sounds is like this. This album is so dense musically and instrumentally. It's crazy. Like if you start to like sit down and try to pick apart all of the um, instruments and every song and the layers of everything, you can't, you go insane because there's so many and they the, the cool thing I, uh, one of the things I learned was they, they recorded it all themselves. So the label that they were part of gave them all this money to record. And they were like, Oh no, no, no. We want to just like go somewhere else and do it ourselves. We want to do everything ourselves. And they worked with this producer that helped them with lucky, to do the whole album as opposed to like the people that the label was like, you should use this person. You should use this person. And so the fact that you can do something this intricate and this Calvin Harris, (laughs) precisely. It was Calvin Harris. Um, it was Skrill X and could you imagine uh, Tom York working with Calvin Harris though? That's a, that's a sketch baby. (laughs) (laughs) It's a funnier die sketch. It's a funnier die sketch. I haven't, just Tom York's eye and then like twitching more and <laughs> um, his his eye with like the Skrillex glasses and like perfect. the hairstyle. Um, yeah, this it's cut cut print cut print. Yeah, yeah. It, it's 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 very it's it's a very impressive piece of work. Um, yeah, I love that it was a little DIY. You know, love a craft, love a. Eleven. Hey, you know, a good idea for quarantine, like a uh, little DIY, like make the next OK computer. Yeah, that's an easy yeah. one to just. 
Yeah, write King Lear. Just write it. <laughs> Just write King Lear oh in quarantine. Yeah. Come on, guys. <laughs> yeah, it's a... Yeah, sorry I'm not writing the uh, Great American uh, novel right now. Oh, oh I, uh, one more Nezzy mm. is... Uh, uh, wow, you really hated this album, Andrew. <laughs> album? Um, yeah, like, um, <laughs> album. <laughs> um, uh, electioneering is a little a bit of a low light. Yeah. I don't mind. I I, 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 I I like the political stuff, but like, I think <laughs> it, it, it just sounds so busy. Yes. It just sounds. This is the one song that like w- some of the songs are like very busy and but like feel very tightly constructed or whatever. Yes. Like there's a lot going on, but it feels like tightly constructed. Mm-hmm. This just feels like bursting at the seams yes. and like just like. It's just felt loud, yeah. and I didn't like listening to it very much. My note for electioneering really was, wow, this is about the now times. Because um, <laughs> it's, it's, again, it's very like, don't trust the government, like the, all this. And I was like, I get it, man. I get it. <laughs> I, I do like I do like the message of just like, you know, the idea of like po- politicians will get richer, the poor will get mm-hmm. poorer, yet the politicians will promise mm-hmm. that like, hey, we'll meet you in the middle, you know. It's um, not going to happen. That's like... Yeah, it's pretty messed up. So I like I like that, but yeah. like just musically. Well, and the fact wasn't that me. like people still fucking believe that is so um like uh disillusioning and stuff. And like mm-hmm. like I said, this album being uh relevant in ninety seven and like still being like relevant now and still like everything like this sounds like it was written for like the now times mm-hmm. for today like i said <laughs> but like after listening to it in quarantine with everything going on i'm like i get it man i get it like <laughs> <laughs> it's uh but like and like the fact that not to like bring trump up because no like i don't like talking about it but like the fact that there are still people who like are going to vote for him this year and he still has so much support and because of like quarantine shit and like this like stuff that's like being adapted to like like these socialist ideas that are being adapted and like met with like these fascist ideals to like is uh really horrifying and that will only like it's sad that that will only get him more votes yeah it's a it's a weird uh, people are hypocritical people are gonna believe what they're gonna believe um it's disheartening for sure and infuriating (laughs) but it's yeah uh, i don't know comedy podcast yeah comedy podcast (laughs) um yeah. Okay. So let's get into some. Let's quickly go through some highlights. I guess. Um, I thought we were. Yeah, I thought we were. I, some, thought we were uh, I thought we were oscillating between the two. <laughs> okay. We could kind of. Yeah, we could do whatever. Saying, like, like this is cool. Paranoid Android. Noise surprises. Oh. Baby. Those are great. Okay. And my 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 point on it being like very dense and very impressive was a uh, posy, not an eggy. Mm-hmm. Uh. So Karma Police is yeah. uh, definitely like my biggest highlight. Um, I just think it has like such a like well-crafted sound and mm-hmm. so like, uh, I don't know, like it's great. dissociative, but like in a way that works. Um, yeah. and yeah, I think that that's definitely like that. That's to me the best song on this album. It's a great um, song. Yeah. Um, and it might've also just been comforting cause I've heard it before, but that's what, you. 
Loved. I loved Exit Music for a film. Um, yeah, me love too. Love No Surprises. Um, yeah, and The Tourist, actually, like I said, the end of the album being so, so cinematic in the end and just kind of like wrapping everything up very nicely with like a little kiss um, was just <laughs> it, that was a really I think that was a very cool and a very smart way to end everything that they had just kind of thrown at you <laughs> the, the, the idea of like a dog that like you know doesn't recognize its owner because the owner travels so much is like a very evocative image i like that yeah I, I um, read something yesterday um speaking of about like a dog that like had to go to the vet because like he sprained his tail from like wagging it so much because the owner was home that's so sweet i know it's adorable it like made me cry (laughs) oh Oh, no Um, i love it uh i want to go back to karma police i like um i love uh the 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 thesis of the this song of just like the the notion the question it raises of like are the karma police benevolent are they good you know because he seems to be the 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 narrator of the song seems to be like condoning punishing people who like break out of conformity break out of the you know the per- perfect um ideals of fitter happier a little bit i was just like this girl has a weird hair weird hitler hair oh go don't have a hitler haircut like that's not good yeah don't have a hitler haircut that's just i think a good yeah. rule. um but like um you know but other than that it's not technically like wrong or whatever yeah. um but like um and then he just like kind of like gets into then he feels the pressure of the karma police on himself mm-hmm. just like i'm doing all i can i can't be enough mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. and then he kind of like ends the song of like oh i i lost myself for a second like i i i was kind of consumed by that mindset mm-hmm. and i just lo- i like that the song is like acoustic sounding like Mostly, it's like kind of the first like not like sounding. The yeah, there's a lot of guitar uh, craziness on this album, which I completely understand the need to expel energy. Um, But yeah, you're right. It's the first time you kind of like take a take a breather almost. Um, (laughs) Circling back, what does a fucking Hitler haircut mean? (laughs) (laughs) I think it's like. I think it has to do if you like gel your bangs down in a perfect half circle over your eyebrow. I'm I'm trying to describe that visually because I know I'm pointing to <laughs> my like head. Very strange. I know I'm pointing at my head, but no one else can see that. Um, yes, and then maybe she has a Hitler mustache. I don't know. <laughs> he doesn't say her Hitler mustache is making. She me just feel has up. like a piece of. She just has a piece of felt like. Yeah, stuff but is that a haircut? Like, like could you could you talk about grooming a beard or a mustache like a haircut like? True, but don't you don't know. call it a hairdo if it's. It is technically. I'm not the mayor. Like, it is technically. <laughs> technically, when you yeah. uh, um, shave your legs, it's a haircut too. <laughs> that is true. You. It's a great point. You're cutting hair. That is. That's you're hitting the dictionary definition of a haircut. Yep. That's exactly Hashtag what people bars. mean when they um, refer to a haircut. Um, yeah, I'm just gonna say I'm gonna. I'm getting my haircut every time I shave my legs now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, ah, sorry, I'm I gotta go to the shower. A, I gotta cut my, gotta get a haircut. I'm a bit of a barber, you know. <laughs> like, I'm a bit of a stylist. Um, oh, also on Karma Police, I really like the like uh, 
ending of it and like how it just kind of like uh crashes it, like it's got this uh like dave matthews band <laughs> yeah crash <laughs> exactly like that or the don dave matthews yeah. was actually uh featured on this song like little known fact he wrote it what um because of the crash wait are you are you, no, oh, okay. I'm I was like, are you pulling my leg? Are you pulling no, my leg? I'm not. Are you pulling my hair cutted leg? But yeah, like he, it kind yeah, of like, like explodes at the end. Like it's into like this feedbacky, like really mm-hmm. loud thing. I don't know yes. why I feel the need to like whenever I talk about that sound, do like this thing with my hands. But uh <laughs> It's fine. But yeah, and then I think uh, no one, Fit no or Happier like fine. follows it really well because it kind of just like explodes mm-hmm. and then you've got like this. <laughs> well, I don't. I don't love Fit or Happier. I think that's a I think it's hysterical. I think it's the comedic relief in an album, but like not in a good way. <laughs> yeah, like it's it's the, so silly to me. It's so silly to me. I think it's comedic relief, too. But I also don't know if that was the intention <laughs> because no, they it was, take it themselves for sure seriously. Was not. It for sure was not like it's like song. it's like Father John Misty, but without being self-aware. Oh, no. Um, uh, Sydney, what's a, what's another highlight for you? Like song wise? <laughs> no, um, no, I loved I loved exit music for for a film um, in parentheses. Um yeah, just like just in general, I, I when I listen to music as a person, um, not a place or a thing, uh, I I focus mostly on how things make me feel or like the feeling of a song. It's funny. I'll like I'll listen to a song over and over and over and over and over again. And like it'll be years before I'll realize what some of the lyrics are just because I'm not focusing on that, which is horrible because it's like. That's most of the song is the lyrics and how they make you feel. But for me, music is really about a feeling. So I loved exit music for a film and like how it made me feel. And like and same with um, a lot of this album, when they do take the kind of uptick of uh, no surprises and the tourist and paranoid Android, it, it like like just like the feeling of it, like very like swelling and just like the the tone of it all the that's that's how I listen to music so it was like I was like no but I'm I'm doing a podcast where I have to like talk about specifics so like sitting down and actually looking at the lyrics was very odd a very odd experience for me because most of the time I'll just like listen to something over and over again until I like know the words but that again that takes sometimes months or years because I'm just not focusing on that part of it sometimes so that that's like those songs for me um Karma Police, Paranoid Android, No Surprises, like Exit Music for a Film, like those ones, like I liked the feeling the most. And so when I was listening to them, I was like, oh, no, these are these are the ones that I like. I like that. I like I like. (laughs) It's a very like the the approach they have with the lyricism and the song like ordering is kind of more about. The individual songs, the individual lyrics might not make a lot of sense, but like when you kind of piece them together like a mosaic, they kind of like paint this picture of 
this larger feeling and this like kind of what you're describing, like absolutely. Um, and, and, like loneliness um, and whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So going, going through the lyrics was cool, too. Um, sorry, you said something that made my brain uh, remember something. Um, yeah. They have such an interesting way of writing and their writing patterns and their rhyme patterns and how and where they choose to put verses versus choruses, choruses or um, bridges or whatnot, like just chorus. I chorus. It was so interesting to like read and see how they like broke everything up on lyric websites and everything and then just. Yeah, exactly. Like how and when they choose to rhyme as opposed. It was just like it was very fascinating to look at, like almost from a poetry point of view, because you're like, oh, this is like a slant line rhyme or an anti rhyme or they're just choosing to forego rhymes altogether. It's like it was just very cool to kind of uh, parse through that and see their process on paper. Yeah. Uh, I think they definitely like uh, in the lyricism, like a lot of times they do kind of like more. unconventional things like they don't really mm-hmm. like because you can't fucking tell what he's saying so they don't really care about like rhyming and <laughs> things like that they yeah. uh and there's no way to like look that. at paranoid like, android and there's no way to like read the lyrics to the paranoid android and think oh it's about a woman who's an angry woman who spilled a drink on tom york one time like there's no <laughs> yeah. way to like really pick that up you know <laughs> is that the story behind that song <laughs> I think that's just not like the point of like, the song, but I think that like that's it what it is now. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what he's talking in about Congress. in like the third verse. I think he's like talking about a lot of different things in that song, like because it's very uh, I don't know manic. Um, yeah, yeah. It's just it's a paranoid yeah. android, a baby. <laughs> Hell yeah, baby. <laughs> um, oh yeah, baby. <laughs> this is so great. I love this. Um, uh very like i think they they were trying to do a bohemian rhapsody thing or happiness is a warm gun they kind of expressed like i want to do that um but like i feel like the the song isn't as memorable as you know those songs like i think i don't think it's bad at all i just think it's like not as not quite as like this is this is the anthem of the well i think it's like like it's it's pretty cool bohemian rhapsody but like (sighs) make it uh like a punk grunge whatever (laughs) thing yeah 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 let me get a little dirtier yeah um not in like content but just like a little roughed up Yeah. yeah yeah like they they like um yeah they like um they rub their own. They add their own like Radiohead schmegnut to it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, guys. Um, Something so, that I think uh, is really uh, weird, by the way, just to, like a extra note that kind of applies to all of these is like uh, whenever I was reading through like the lyrics and listening to it, like if I would like sometimes if I would like look away or pay attention to something else and come back to it, then they would be like a lot further than I thought they were. And then like other times they were like, it drags so slow. And <laughs> like, I agree. Oh, if, I agree. I said, if I stopped reading the lyrics, I could, I was like, what are they talking about? I, yeah, I could not find my place in the song. Mm-hmm. Like most of the time. And like a lot of times that's because I thought it would be further by then. Um, yeah. And then uh, some like, I don't know, it's just so weird. They don't have like a typical like meter that they go in. It's pretty much just like, yeah. however, it's like the interpretive dance, but of like <laughs> vocals. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, because they, they they change they change pattern, they change sound, they change tempo and for so many times in so many songs on this album. Um, and, and this is not like 
background music. Like you can't just casually have this album on. There's yeah, no, no this way is like to what you're listening listen to when you're to having this. like a this breakdown is, or something. Yeah, this is this is staring at the wall. Um headphones in, no one else in your house, just um losing your mind like there's there really is no casual way to listen to this it's album. like what you listen to, to when you're 15 and your mom takes your skateboard from you exactly. and you're just like you're so pissed that you can't do an ollie like um <laughs> it's yeah it's like because i was i was trying because i was trying for so long to listen to this album for this um like in the spare moments of my time. So I'd be like, okay, I'm on my commute to work. I'm going to listen to it or walking home or I'm on my lunch break or, and I could not do it. I, (laughs) I was like, I was like, this is too much to just like have be in the background while I'm like watching, which is my, which subway stop I have to get. I I couldn't do it. I, I was like, I need to just sit down and listen to this. This is one of those albums where you have to do that. Yeah, it's like it's so angsty and stuff that you like you have to be like in a place where you can experience mm-hmm. angst to do it. Not just like happily going to work or like waiting yeah. for the bus. <laughs> okay, happily like, is a stretch, but like, no. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> true. Uh, but then like, um, I don't know, like I, just it's such a it's such angsty music and like mm-hmm. i fucking listen to like emo music and stuff like i still like my chemical romance i would go see them like in concert Not if i problem. could I but this is like so much like more and like so much more dense and everything yeah. like i can listen to my chemical romance and be like in a good mood to go to work or whatever mm-hmm. um but like this yeah. is not this does not give those vibes uh, I, I, I guess like um one more highlight um before we kind of do stray observations and uh, final thoughts and whatever um is um letdown is so good um I love the I, like your Sydney was saying just the feeling of it just like how emotional it is yet despondent it is at the same time and I love the quote about the quote Tom York gave about the song is just like sentimentality is being emotional for the sake of it. We're bombarded with sentiment, people emoting. That's a let down feeling. Every emotion is fake, blah, blah, blah. So like that is like such a specific thing he like kind of tapped into. And then just like the, how like passionately yearning he sounds on the record is kind of just like him trying to break out of the muck of dull sentimentality. Um, and finally, another the last highlight really is um, uh, no surprises of just like um, it could be interpreted as like him being like, you know, in a very like depressed and like, you know, borderline suicidal. But I think it's more about metaphorically just the idea of like dying a very slow death in terms of just like the life you're leading of just like a life with no feeling, a life of no, no, like you know, risk, hence no feeling, hence no like, you know, grand feelings or whatever like that. And the things we do to um, the the concessions we make to just like feel because we've been hurt so much because we've been like um, all that stuff before we um, we we succumb to just like you know, living like a quiet, like living a quieter life with no risk, but 
less reward. And as I, 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 I just no love the way, I just love <laughs> no, his what. I said it like of or of no surprises, and it, mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. fine. Absolutely, because it's because that's the title. Leave, of the, leave me alone. Leave me out. It's the title of the thing. Uh, um, yeah, and just the such a pretty house and such a pretty garden. Like verse is just so gorgeous, and like um, I I love when Radiohead mixes the pause, like the somewhat up more upbeat instrumentation with like darker lyrics like this like that that's my yeah, jam of course yeah um jam and my jelly i uh, wanted to go back to like let down a little bit like um i agree like with you that like uh i really like the sound of it like uh it was a highlight for me too and um i i don't know i like the kind of like uh passive they really, like they really go into detail about squishing like, that bug yeah like it's i don't know it does it does feel like uh i can see like why they did like the bug metaphor thing specifically because like mm-hmm. it does feel like a bug that got smashed on the ground and is like still alive and kind of like trying to like scooting around and trying to live and like struggling because like that's uh i don't know that's just such a real like human feeling too like especially in a culture uh like this where like uh you can't get ahead unless you are already born with like all of these advantages and like rich and stuff like that and so like there's this passive hopefulness that people have like uh like one day I'm going to go ring, grow wings. I'm going to like uh, break out of this and like metamorphosize. But then like it's very quickly like uh, hysterical and useless. Like it goes back to yeah. like the crushed like a bug thing. Like you can be hopeful for like a second and then you're immediately like swatted down again. And like, yeah, um, thematic thematically, that song was so strong for me because it's like I feel like. In a lot of songwriting metaphors, similes, comparisons can get very cheesy very quickly. Yeah. It, it, could, um, it could transcend into like the eighth grade poetry. Like, I'm like a bug squished on the windshield. Just like, right, like, right. Yeah. It, and so, <laughs> so it's a, I, I, I really admired kind of, again, how it sounded, how it made you feel in hand in hand with like the comparisons they were drawing and the, the, like metaphorically how they were make exactly what you said (laughs) just like the 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 feelings of like being a bug and how you can be squished on the sidewalk and then it's like you're you're struggling and like you think you're getting your foot back on something and then it's like all of a sudden something just rips you back down so i'm just parroting what you said yeah yeah it um it taps into like a really real like raw feeling and i do agree with you Mm -hmm. that like the metaphor doesn't go too far it doesn't like it's not like really cheesy and um like overdone or anything like that like i think that it's the perfect amount and it's just like very like a plastic bag it's like it doesn't go (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah, she really like that's a very real emotion that like uh like you know, I never thought about it that way before, and I never will like again. A plastic bag, like a bug. Um, but yeah, like I just I think it's the perfect like kind of understated type of metaphor, and it's mm-hmm. 
does really well, especially for how seriously they take themselves. Like, I'm glad that they don't go too far yeah. with it. Well, they're talented. They're they're talented singers, songwriters, musicians, everything. It's like, yeah, everything's very measured. Uh, any stray observations before we close into like uh, final thoughts and whatever? Um, my biggest one is there's a lot of references to pigs in this album. Yeah, I noticed yeah. that too. <laughs> because, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was that, that was my that was my stray wandering thought was just like, oh, there's another pig reference. Okay, yeah. oh, I was talking about pigs again. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, in air in airbag, there was uh, the radio like the record scratches in it um, sounded like a radio Disney DJ. <laughs> like, um, that's just what that made me think of. And then do do do. Uh, oh, so subterranean homesick alien. When I when I was looking up the lyrics and I put subterranean homesick in it, um, a Bob Dylan song came up, subterranean homesick blues, um, which is also oh, very anti-government. But I, I want I was like, oh, I wonder if they're the same at all, if they sound the same, if it was drawn inspiration from and like listening to them musically, they're extremely different. But <laughs> like but Tom York did uh, reference that. Uh, this song "Subterranean Homesick Alien" is a nod to Bob Dylan's "Subterranean Homesick Blues." So, nice. Go. Yeah, um, that was a fun, fun little, fun little nugget I learned. Song is really good too. I like, I like the idea of just like him being, uh, up, like the idea like he doesn't connect with people, and even if he like went on a and spaceship, he's trying to get probed, and, yeah. and he wants to get probed, and <laughs> she's just like telling probed. people like, hey, I got probed, and like no one wants to hear it. Just like, well, and he's like, no one believes me. No one's gonna believe me that I was up there, and I was like, I get it, man. <laughs> Do you think aliens like probe like when they're not probing humans, they like probe each other for like fun? Just, just like I don't know. Yeah, I, I like got to get some answers. Um, Maybe about yeah. myself. That's how they do therapy. They probe themselves. Oh, <laughs> <Like, laughs> turned out sweet. OK. Um, um, all right. Uh, let's get into final thoughts and ratings. Uh, the way this works is we'll rate this out of 10, like one out of 10 blanks, like a reference from the album. And then like kind of give our like final thoughts and summations of it so um as ezra what what, what would uh, let's have you go first so uh yeah i um like i said i didn't really like the album as much at first but it did really grow on me um and i definitely like see how uh like it's relevant today and um i can definitely see why it was uh like why it's in like the Library of Congress and stuff and like why it's been hailed as like uh, culturally relevant. Um, it is very depressing that like uh, the world has not changed much in the last 20 years. If anything, it's gotten worse. Um, and. Yeah, I don't know, like it's so just what do you rate the album when what do you rate the state of the world? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> state of the world uh <laughs> negative 50 um oh. <laughs> out of what <laughs> out of 10 um oh no that's bad <laughs> it is bad uh the world is a nightmare um but i don't know why i'm saying that instead of just saying it i think it like makes it easier to cope with um but like, yeah, I guess uh, my final rating of it is 
seven out of ten pigs because like I also noticed that there were a lot of pig references on the album. Um, mm-hmm. Nice. Nice. Actually, no, I'm going to read it eight out of oh. ten pigs. going to move it oh. up a little bit there. Um, OK, I'm going to rate the world. Um <laughs> I'm a little more optimistic than Ezra, so I'm going to give it negative 25 out of 10. Um, um, uh, Gangnam Styles, because that's a thing that happened (laughs) (laughs) on Earth. Um, uh, This record's pretty good. I liked it a good good amount. Um, um, It's just like, uh, I just thought some, some parts were just like, Definitely a few like true highlights of like, oh, these songs are definitively amazing and incredible and like deserve to be revered and as influential as they are. Um, like, you know, um, uh, uh, bitter, no, not bitter, happier, um, like Karma Police and like Let Down and, uh, you know, really, you know, I don't know no why surprises. Fitter Happier wasn't like released as a single. I feel like it would get good radio play. <laughs> I don't know why I didn't win the Nobel Prize. He's right. Yes. Like, um, <laughs> um, uh, yeah. And why uh, didn't just, it win a Shorty Award? <laughs> like, uh, Spike, a, Spike a Choice. Streamy. <laughs> A kid's choice of work. <laughs> Why didn't um, Tom York get a surfboard? <laughs> my favorite, like, you know, my favorite, like, image is just, like, um, this is before Leo won an Oscar. Like, Leo's just holding the little little toy blimp because he won a kid's choice award for some movie. <laughs> just like... God, do you think... Do you think they... What's your take? Do you think they hate the kid's choice awards or they love it because it's so low stakes? Or do you think it's like an insult to them as as actors? I think <laughs> getting slimed would be kind of cool. Like Slime, getting slimed was like my biggest dream as a child. I wanted to be on Legends of the Hidden Temple so bad, and it never happened. It never actualized. So, well, yeah. Um, anyways, I rate this um, eight out of ten. Uh, paranoid androids. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. Um, I'm gonna give Good it job. a solid. I'm going to give it a solid C plus. I'm going to give it a seven left eyes out of 10 right eyes because (laughs) Tom York's left eye is the affected. Um, Yeah, I overall, like, again, first listening, I wasn't crazy about it, but it really grew on me. And again, speaking to what you said, Ezra, just the cultural significance of it, the effects it's had on people, the longevity of its relevancy and everything like solid, solid seven out of (laughs) ten. And what do you rate the world? Oh, right. The state of the world. Hmm. Let's give it. Um, let's give it a one out of. Let's give it a one out of 100. I'm not going to wow, go negative. Wow. An optimist. But I um, am going to keep it a real at glass half full person. Um, yeah, right. a real, a real glass with a drop of water in it. <laughs> That's the state of the world. Uh, great. Um, so thanks for your thoughts on the record and the state of the world. Um, yeah, uh, th- this is a lot of fun. Um, thank you so much, uh, Sydney for, oh shoot, we have to do our, I've been mean to listen to that. And I did okay. playlist. Playlist choices. Um, do, do, do. uh, so, uh, Sydney, what would you like to put on the playlist this this week of course um so i know you wanted me to pick something that was uh connected to the it doesn't you can do anything you want <laughs> okay cool. 
Well, it's a, it was a song, it was, it's a song that like, um, speaking more to like, I listen to music for the feeling of it. So I picked a song yeah. that, uh, I really love the feeling of it. It makes me just kind of want to like groove about, you know, um, and it's called Ubu by Methyl Ethel. Ooh. Now you cut yourself off from your friends. It's not just the personality. It's U B U, um, and Methyl Ethyl M E T H Y L E T H Y L. Um, did not know this. The lead singer of this band is a man, and I thought it was a woman for the longest time. But that song is the best. I throw it on, and it makes me just want to like roller skate around an empty parking lot and just like, <laughs> uh, like, like, yeah, like. So that's that's my pick, and it's a it's a song that continues to remain a favorite for me year after year. So. That's, yeah. that's my hot take. <laughs> uh, I'm going to pick. Um, so um, the day we're recording this, um, unfortunately, like uh, like truly tragically, um, Adam Schlesinger from uh, like oh, he I passed know. away. Like that was yeah. like he's written. Yeah. Well, he's written so many songs for everything. Yeah. He's like friend. He that thing you do like just mm-hmm. every like he's been everywhere and he is so exceptionally talented yes and i i just like um so yeah i wanted to highlight something from him um that's also tangentially related to this record a little bit um and also just the state we're in in the world is uh what'll it be from the crazy ex-girlfriend soundtrack click click It's 5.53 on Thanksgiving Not one customer has walked through the door But I'm still here slinging drinks Um, so this is like, San, this is like an Adam original Um, he basically wrote all the lyrics for this song Um, mm-hmm. and it's just about being stuck It's about being, like, not where you want to be in the world And, uh, feeling, like, aimless and uh, Santino Font- Fontana um, just sings a song gorgeously and it's just funny and raw and it's just really gorgeous and I love it. And um, yeah, it's truly just a real tragedy. Um, we yeah, we really miss Adam. So like, yeah, um, lo- love to his fam- friends and family. So, yeah. So um I am going to uh, just because like, uh, I don't know, because I mentioned him earlier and uh, like this, um, like, I think that uh, the way that like Radiohead um, and like Tom York and his own music too, like um, the way that like they write music and like kind of wrote this is like, uh like the political criticisms and like criticisms of modern life. I think um, like Father John Misty does that a lot as well. Um, so uh, even though I have already featured a song from this album, uh, I'm going to feature uh, Bored in the USA. Um, it's a great song. Yes. Hey, Bored in the <laughs> USA. That's it. No, that's you, the we one. don't even have to play a clip because um, that's it. <laughs> but by who was it by? Father John Misty. Oh, I got to get to yeah. Click. Mm-hmm. 
song and that album a lot as a whole um but he's kind of like uh criticizing like um just american life and stuff and like uh criticizing it like through apathy specifically and i feel like um like radiohead touches on that at times too like uh just with the like kind of deep depression and like dissociative like sound of a lot of their songs um and it's just kind of like we talked about in Let Down, like it's like you can't really even um, have hope for too long and stuff like that, because the world is just like it just is this way and it feels like it'll always be this way and stuff like that. And any progress you make, like you'll just be swatted down again. Like, um, I don't know, this song uh, just kind of talks about that stuff in like a little bit more apathetic of a way and like a little bit um, like more toneless in a way, but it's just kind of like um, being in like middle to lower class and stuff like that. There's not uh, like you're not really going to get much out of the world and stuff. And like, like he says, like, is this the part where I got all I ever wanted and stuff like that? Like, can I get my money back? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Wow. You're like, oh, right. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> cool, cool. But yeah, so that's my pick. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Um, thank you. Thank you so much, Sydney. That was so much fun. Yes, yeah, great you to were have you on. <laughs> yeah, you're such thank a delight. You, like, you've been on you. the show really nicely um the t like <laughs> so it's like really wonderful and it's really not wonderful to meet you like we i've i've thought of you were like amazing for so long so yeah um oh shucks it really it was so flattering i got your email and it made me feel it made my whole damn week so i'm Aww. happy i finally Aww. get to talk with you guys face to face <laughs> yeah and uh uh anything you would like to plug like at this time sure um I want to plug in my computer because it's at 2%. <laughs> I don't want to Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, I do a bi-weekly live interactive comedy show on Twitch. Um, it's called Everything Now. And it's a hoot and a half. Um, it's bizarre and fun. And One and a half hoots? I work with... It's a hoot. It's a hoot and a half. Um, wow. And uh, so that's on that's Twitch. That's really it's what Twitch. I rate this TV. album was one and a half hoots. <laughs> <laughs> Out of what? Out of two hoots. One and a half I don't know. <laughs> Out of two hats. Yeah, it's a yeah, it's a hoot. Um, it's twitch.tv slash everything now show. And again, we do it two times a week. Um, it's mostly improv, but we interact a lot with the chat. You guys kind of control what we do and we have a theme each time. It's it's great. Um, and I love that environment and the people I do it with. They're they're those people I was referencing when it's like, I'm so lucky that I get to see that my favorite comedians are my friends. Um, I make sketches very infrequently on YouTube. It's just my name. Um, and then my Instagram and my Twitter are at Sydney Rachel. And that's me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. yeah, and you're, you was guys I supposed are doing... to do a closing? 
Oh, you guys sorry. are doing uh, everything now, like uh, during this quarantine, like you're kind of like making it work. Yeah. So that's yeah, cool. we are. Um, so what's great is like we've been live streaming this show for over a year now. And um, there's such a demand for live stream comedy right now. So we're like, great. We've already been doing that. Um, and it's been obviously we're kind of like quarantining ourselves from each other a little bit, though. So it's been fun to think of formats. Um, we build entirely virtual formats on our green screen. And so we've been doing like, oh, um, one person plays a NSA agent who's checking in on people doing quarantine and we'll like video call in. And uh, last night we did auditions for a new season of Survivor. So it's like they rolled in like a fake TV with a green screen on it. And we like we're pretending to audition for a reality show. It's 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 fun. And it's uh, it's cool to be in an environment where they just all ideas are valid. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing, but if you want to make it, we'll find a way. So that's fun. Yeah. So yeah. for this podcast, every idea yeah. is valid. Um, was I supposed to do a closing sentiment um, uh, that we yeah, all said quick. together? Oh, real quick. Um, yeah, you I'm, can gonna, find the show I'm sending it at, to you guys. Yeah, you can find the show at IBMTLDT.com. You can find me at Andrew A. Lee on Instagram. You can find Ezra at Ezra.Indigo on Instagram. And you can follow the show on Facebook and Instagram at IBMTLTT. So, yeah. Let's read a closing sentiment presented by Sydney. Yeah, Three. I just sent it to both of you. Yeah. Three, two, one. They, they had, had a hard time. 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 Miking, Miking me in my loincloth. Loin I mean, I mean, where were they going to tape, tape it? Where going to tape it? That's Brendan a quote from Brendan Fraser, Fraser filming. Um, that's a quote from Brendan Fraser filming George of the Jungle. So <laughs> that's my closing sentiment. Where did they? Oh yeah, I mean they could tape, they could they could tape it to his scrot. Um, so did they? Um, Probably. Yeah, I think that's what he was referring to. Uh, thank you so much, Sydney. You're so amazing. Uh, this is a lot Thanks, of fun. Guys. Yeah, I could. Uh, so this fun. could not have gone better. Uh, thank you so much, everybody. It, it would actually. It could have if uh, you recorded everything the first time. <laughs> Sydney, <laughs> no. Sorry. <laughs> I'm kidding. It was I'm great. crying. <laughs> Don't cry. Don't cry for me, Argentina. Uh, th thank you, guys. Thanks, everybody. Have a good day. Oh, I waved goodbye like I was waving Bye. to the audience. <laughs> click. Bye, right. click.